Welcome to the Cinema Draft Podcast, presented by DraftStream, a discussion show about movies, gaming, and the unexpected cultural detours that color our life. Please enjoy your stay and enjoy the show. It's your boy, Wardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the great Cinema Draft and DraftStream Games, where daily fantasy sports meets the movies. And it's time to welcome back Pride of the South, Atlanta doctor, actor, entrepreneur, Dr. Nidra Lyson. <laughs> I did my own sound effects. Thanks. <laughs> yes. What's going on, baby doc? Pediatrician in the house. Hi, hi. How are you? It's a pleasure to be back. Yes, the scrubs and all. Appreciate you taking time from your busy schedule, saving and enhancing lives. I appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. Our Andy Cohen-inspired Watch What Happens lifestyle drinking game tonight will be the word peach. Every time you hear one of us say this word or part of the word, a lot of peaches going on in Atlanta. Okay. Take a sip of what you're sipping, because tonight's pod will end up covering our favorite movies set in the capital of the peach state, Atlanta, Georgia. All right, so, as I've been wanting to do these days around these parts, uh, Baby Dot, well, the rest of the world's been on fire, and, and, and oh, actually, the rest of the world's been on its best behavior. The U.S. has been on fire. Uh, we're a dumpster fire. I'm desperate for good news. Tell me something good, Doc. <gasps> Uh, well, I'm still alive and well. That's always great. Yeah, hey, I love um, to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. Black Lives Matter. I'm moving upward and onward. So, really, nothing better than that. Yeah, and and happy happy to be you know healthy and safe. I I dig all that. Well, that's good enough for me. And so let's just jump right into what we're watching. <laughs> Yes, one of my favorite uh, segments, what we're watching. First thing I'm watching, let me share my screen. And it is a little Brit-fishing show, as I like to call them, called The Capture. So good. Six episodes, in and out. Uh, it's a bit of a, uh, of a uh, BBC masterpiece, basically based off of uh, deals with our surveillance state, deep fakes, how live CCTV footage can be manipulated and used against us. And it actually raised the question of if our security services and government agencies are actually weaponizing this against us, using to kind of cut legal corners in the war on terror. It's really some good shit. Uh, have you heard of the capture of Baby Doc? No, I have not. So it's the, basically like, is it, are they um, tapped? Yeah, so like, it, 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 it starts from an inciting incident where where uh like in london based in london uh where you know cctv cameras are everywhere i don't know if you've been to london i haven't but i've heard that they've got quite the surveillance state going on oh, anyway, okay. anyways uh some um uh, some uh police officer or whatever is watching the cameras and sees an attack where a woman get attacked and kind of dragged off 
uh, in real time on on uh, CCTV. That sparks the whole big investigation around this guy right here. He was uh, he just gotten off of a trial where he was accused of murdering someone in in Afghanistan uh, as a soldier. Just got just got off was was uh, meeting with his lawyer out on the street, and then all of a sudden he turns violent, beats her up, and kind of drags her off. And so this big mystery unfolds over whether it was actually him because he doesn't remember doing it. And, you know, issues of PTSD come into play and, and video manipulation, deep fakes. The, the homie Ron Perlman swooping in as a, a bit of a, I think he's a CIA operative um, working in London and stuff. And it's just, it's, it's a really good complex technological mystery. I like this shit. <laughs> I like Big Brother. Oh yeah, yeah, very much, you know, Big Brother's watching, people backstabbing, double-crossing each other. I like all that stuff. She's kind of the, she's the main character to a bit. She's like a, a fast-track, uh, a fast-track DI, detective inspector over there in, in London. Again, she's, she doesn't really cut corners, but she's always angling to climb the corporate ladder. And so it kind of plays on her sensibilities as someone who's like always trying to get ahead. And if she's using this case as a stepping stone to something greater. I loved it. It was awesome. Um, I think they're coming back for a second season too, I think. So I'm looking forward to it. The first season's out. I think it's, I think it's available on BBC One. Peacock. It's also on Peacock. Have you checked out the Peacock streamer nope. yet? Nope. You know what that is? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> NBC Universal and and the various networks underneath it, so like USA Network and Bravo, and and then a bunch of archival stuff like the entire run of The Office and shows oh, okay. like that. It's all on a, a on a Netflix style streaming service called Peacock. And, oh, and they've had um and they've had a few shows. Oh yeah, okay. There's they're still filming uh, season two. Okay, yeah. So they've had a few shows. Um, debut like originals of which the captures one and also brave new world which we covered on this podcast a few weeks ago that was kind of interesting um uh, like an updated version of that so yes yeah, so they're trying to compete with actually i'm not even sure they're trying to compete with netflix they're, they're just trying to survive you need to have a streaming service if you're a media company these days if you want to survive disney plus um uh, apple tv plus you know it's, okay. it's a hot new commodity everyone's got one <laughs> okay so, What's the difference YouTube? Because can't you catch all of it on YouTube? Uh, no, actually you can't. Um, they're all kind of proprietary. I mean, and I don't know if you're in those pirate streets. You know, I guess you can catch some of these shows out in those pirate streets. But otherwise, you want to get it legitimately and, and have everything optimized for you and stuff. You know, you kind of need to have Netflix and Apple TV Plus and Hulu, et cetera, et cetera. And the capture's on Peacock. So okay. the more you know, <laughs> hollering back to the Peacock uh, uh, educational program, the more you know. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and the other thing I'm watching is Project Power. Are you familiar with that show, that movie? Yes, I am. I watched it um, over the weekend. Oh, so what did you think of it? Yeah, I liked it. I can't believe you said you didn't like it. Like the- um, earlier, but Yes, I did not like it. I was mildly entertained. But it wasn't quite enough for me. And I'll tell you why in a second. Tell, tell the people why you liked it. Um, because of the different powers or lack thereof, um, you never know which your um, uh, reaction will be. 
So I don't think it was they made it up as it went along. Like his um, <laughs> Jamie Foxx's um, power was um, what was his power? <laughs> uh, oh, he would set him on fire and stuff. And then the cop's power was, um, you know, he was bulletproof. Yeah, and I, I think it looked really good, but, and and someone, you know, read the rundown, appreciate it. Uh, but uh, like I said, I kind of checked out because halfway through, well, it was a couple things. One, it the powers did seem very scattershot. It's the same reason why I never got into Harry Potter. I think I watched three movies by Harry Potter before I tapped out because it seemed kind of made up. Like, I didn't read the books, so I didn't have any of that, you know, foundational you know, background, but it seemed like anytime they need something to happen, they just invent a spell. And, and oh, and like a dust ex machina, just drop out of the sky, like, boom, here's a spell, cures everything. Same thing with Project Power. It's like, it just seemed like so <laughs> random and like, like there are no rules in this world. If you're gonna make up an entire like science fiction type thing like this, at least tell me what the rules are. Make the rules make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the rules did not make sense to your boy. So I kind of checked out halfway. I kept thinking, like, how the hell did this shit get made? Uh, how, you know, how is this movie ever greenlit? Was it a pitch in the room? What, what did that pitch even look like? I mean, I'm just going to be in the room pitching a studio executive. Yeah, everyone's got powers, but, you know, you know, we don't know what they are yet. You don't figure out what they are until you, you take the pill. Some people yeah. die to take the pill. It, I don't know. It, it, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> so what would your magical power be if it if you were to take the bill? <laughs> uh, you know, and, and yeah, if, if I could actually pick a power, I mean, invisibility would be kind of cool because you get super paid off that, but that's kind of unethical. I would just, I would want to like be able to teleport. It's like to zap to places because I've always wanted to travel. I've never really been anywhere, just like Mexico and Canada, which doesn't count when you live in San Diego and Seattle. So I would like to <laughs> I like to teleport places. What about you? What would be your power? Um, I, I like the um, part where the guy could camouflage mm. into anything, right? So you'd be a creeper, basically. You just kind of hide in the background, lurking on people. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak up on you. That's my All style. right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Well, well, what are you watching these days when you do get to watch since you are in your scrubs working full time? Right. Um, uh, I watch Fatal Affair. That's oh my good yeah well that stop right there tell us all about fatal affair I couldn't bring myself to watch it isn't it as bad as it looked or or at least as played out in this game it had one of our lowest scores ever in this game it was pretty bad oh really oh yeah it was bad <laughs> it it was mediocre to me but it was a good shot you know good for Nia Long and um I don't know how they got um Omar Epps to play that part but because his part didn't seem real well I would but, like to put a disclaimer to the viewers and the listeners watching that this is the same woman who I once tried to take on a date to see meet the Browns at her suggestion her <laughs> suggestion it was so bad so bad uh, she yeah. prompted me to walk out in the middle so just giving y'all some reference point for her sensibilities. <laughs> y'all remember that? I remember that. They've grown since then. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we went to movies to see that. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> um, so they, this was, I heard like this is like a low budget, like a, a Lifetime movie. Oh, okay. So not like Netflix, so. All right, so, all right, so, so you found it 
mildly amusing. Uh, anything else yeah. you're watching? Um, Sam J, Three in the Morning, her stand-up comedy. And that's a, um, she's not a trans, I guess she's a lesbian um, who does stand-up comedy. It's pretty funny. Oh, she has her own Netflix special. Yes. Oh, very cool. I think I saw her on, it's her, right? Or is it, is it them? Yes. Okay. I think I saw her on um, on the the Tiffany Haddish uh, uh, showcase of the of the the, the women okay. comedians. You see that one? No, I haven't. Oh yeah, I I, I want to say I, yeah, that's where I first saw her. I think I saw her on that. Sam Day. So this is funny. This is good. Yes. Some parts were a little, you know, lackluster, but overall. Yeah, where was actress? Uh, oh, she was on Broad City. That's cool. Uh, maybe the comedy, well, line. the comedy lineup. What was it called? Is it? No, it wasn't this. I I, I could have sworn I'd seen her on something else. But yeah, she sounds familiar. Okay, so that's that's a good one. And uh, one other like I guess fiction show that you're watching. Um, Dark Desires. That was pretty good for me. Oh. That was an, an, an other show. That's a um, Hispanic show or Span, Spanish show. And, and you have to read like the subtitles. Right. So it's be like really sexy, right? Like I think I started the yeah. first episode, but uh, uh, yeah. stop after five minutes. Oh, okay. It's over sex and over, uh, they smoke inevitably like chain smokers <laughs> oh, <okay>. Europe, Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's interesting to me i mean it takes you on twists and turns that you would never believe and it's all of what you think you see and what it really is so the um doctor um phd is married to um the female is married to the judge and his brother is a cop. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to, to circle back and check it out. The problem with me with with uh, uh, subtitle shows that you actually have to concentrate. And so sometimes, you know, they call me Eloris because I try to see everything, but sometimes that means I have like something on one screen while I'm working on oh. two screens. And, and you actually have to focus and concentrate. But yeah. I mean, you say it's over sex, so you have my attention. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I just need to make sure I'm not like watching when I'm going to bed or something at night, because then, you know, I'm oh, like, yeah. I'll sleep or be too tired. To uh, I had to rewind many times. <laughs> <laughs> or I was folding clothes and, you know, something, the dog may have done something. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I got to re um, rewind it to this part. So yeah, yeah, but it was good. Okay. All right. Well, I will move that up the queue. <laughs> all right so let's jump right into it the topic of the episode tonight which is top five atlanta movies now the rules are you're gonna name uh, one of us is gonna name a movie that takes place or use the city of atlanta as a character not just as a movie or is filmed you know everyone's filming atlanta these days it's like the hot thing but no this has to tangentially at least deal with the city of atlanta or cultural or or the people in it. Uh, so no Avengers franchise, no, none of the Marvel movies, they don't count. Uh, it actually has to use the rich background of Atlanta's people as part of the plot. We alternate picks. When someone picks a movie, that movie's out of play. 
And because I'm a gentleman, I have had exposure to the South and some of the hospitality and all that good stuff. That's where we met in Atlanta. Yeah. <sighs> Dr. L, you get to go first. I already know what you're going to pick, so put me out of my misery. You do? Of course. Just, just do it. Just, just do it. Take it. School days? <laughs> oh, no. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Shawty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I found that to be quite hard. No, no, go for it. No, expound on school days. That's, that's an excellent pick and not on my list. I thank you. Go ahead and tell us about school days. Um, Shouty. <laughs> so it's a a pictorial about, you know, you're different. You're, it's a um, black college, um, historically black college. Um, and then they uh, do the, they pit the um, sororities and the, um, Fraternities against each other. Also, is um, light skins versus the dark skins. That, yeah, light skins versus dark skin. So it's kind of, it's kind of a musical, I guess, but it involved a lot of people. Yeah, by our beloved Spike Lee, uh, and and yeah, you see all this young talent. I mean, Giancarlo Esposito, also one of my uh, fellow Morehouse alum, the House. <laughs> contractually obligated to do that every time uh tisha campbell before she was tisha campbell martin i mean larry fishburne i mean you know St jasmine guy just stacked just a stack green cat kadeem hart i mean look at these things kadeem hardison uh Sinke lee which i think was um uh spike lee's brother maybe joie lee his sister Cassie yeah. lemons before she went behind the camera i mean just stack 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 cast Roger Guinevere Smith, one of those guys where if you saw his face, you know him. I mean, just such an excellent cast. It's a fun time. I actually didn't see it until I was, uh, I think, after college. Outside, after college. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, come on. I grew up in Seattle. We were getting yeah. school days. And that came out in 98. And, and eight, it was 98? 88. It came out in 88. I wasn't seeing school days. And if, this, this was back in the time when a black movie opened in Seattle. It would be out there for two weeks, three oh. weeks tops. And it's gone. <laughs> It was gone. So yeah, I, I didn't I didn't watch that until I moved to LA. But yeah, that, that's a fun movie, and and it's very much a good Atlanta movie. I, I recognize a lot of the locales. They filmed a lot of on our on on campus. We've my campus. Oh, yeah, by the Morehouse campus. Just one of the many times I'll be starting and rest restarting my video. Bear with us, everyone. Uh, all right, so great first pick. I'm gonna jump into the one that's screaming to be taken, which is ATL. Taking that one off the board. Woo. <laughs> Man, I was, I was scared. I was scared right there. My list. That was not on your list. That was third on my list. Okay, well, find a, find a third because <laughs> I'm picking ATL. I mean, it not only is it in the title, it is the quintessential ATL that we know the the black ATL, the Dirty South ATL, the Southwest SWATs, Southwest Atlanta uh, AT, uh, Atlanta that we know and love. Uh, Dallas. Austin. Oh, I thought that was Dallas Austin. I know, neither did I. Uh, Dallas Austin, famous producer. <laughs> this was definitely a vehicle to get T.I. into the movies and stuff, and it worked pretty well. Uh, I mean, you know, no acting required. T.I. in his hometown of Atlanta, just being right. super Atlanta. Um, and Lauren London. Oh, I thank the heavens. This gave us Lauren London. And I'm not sure if this was her first role, but this is one that really put her on the, on the map, at least in my mind. Mm -hmm. Just incredible. She played New New. Why do they yeah. call you new new? Because <laughs> I keep it new new. 
<laughs> just incredibly hot, very charismatic. Lauren London. I think, was, was I in Atlanta when I saw this? I can't remember. I might have been. Uh, Evan, Evan, uh, Evan Ross. Uh, I think that's um, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross's little brother. So, yeah, talent runs in that family. And he's married to Ashley Simpson. Jessica yeah, Simpson. So, thank you for, for adding that. I was trying to remember who he, he was married to. Just, yeah, so what did, you, what did you think of ATL when you saw it, Pretty Duck? Oh, I thought it was great. It was all black, what I like. <laughs> <laughs> Roller rinks, all that, the whole culture and everything, the skating culture, kind of big down there. You ever go skating in Atlanta? No. I haven't you know, skated. Can you maybe skate? High school or maybe middle school? Yeah, I think I can. <laughs> I, did, I, rollerbladed, I rollerbladed after college. So that had to be like when I was doing my post-bac program, but I have not been on any wheels <laughs> other than in my car. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I went to a roller rink once down there. And, you know, yeah, they keep it popping. That's what's up. And I think if you grew up in Atlanta, I'm not sure about these days, like, you know, uh, millennial or, or, or centennial days, but uh, especially, you know, if you grew up in the, in the 80s and 90s in Atlanta, you, you, have, you have exposure to the skate culture. Yes, what's going to it? A big boy. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's that's my first movie, and we'll keep moving. ATL. What's your second movie, Pretty Doc? Atlanta. This um series. No, it's gotta be this this movie. <laughs> Cinematraft. Oh, darn it! Fall from Grace. All right, let's check out Fall from Grace. I don't think I'm familiar with this. Oh, oh, oh my God! Yes, I am. You really put this on your list? It was, it was a horrible movie, but you know. <laughs> Are we back in the theater again, Pretty Dog? Are we doing this? Do, do, do. I watched it on Netflix. This was so bad, it was trending because it was so bad, it was hilarious. Tell us about all them wigs. Go tell us all about this movie. Look, look, at, look at this. What is this thing on his head? Oh my <laughs> lord. Tell us about A Fall from Grace. I'm not even saying defend your choice because it's indefensible, but tell me why it made your list. Uh, oh, just because it's an a Atlanta movie. <laughs> I didn't know any other reason why. Because <laughs> it was hard finding just Atlanta-based movies. Or Atlanta, Atlanta as a character. I didn't... I couldn't find I mean, this just definitely does qualify. I mean, I think she works for SunTrust and and a lot of Atlanta locales. I think he shot this in like 10 days or something ridiculous like that. Just oh, really? Like days? Yeah. 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 No, 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 I'm sorry. It might have been three days. Actually, I need to look that up. It was, it's some, it was something totally ridiculous. Oh, okay. So it's about an older woman who finds love and a younger man. And, you know, pretty much he duped her. Filmed in five days. Oh. <laughs> It was shot at Atlanta Studios before Christmas and is, okay, that's, all right, that's, yeah, that's hot mess. Anyways, yeah, he likes to work fast. <laughs> he's in this hotness. No, I mean, and also he's working right now during the pandemic, uh, during quarantine. He's, he, I guess he has like a uh, totally cloistered set, you know, health checks, all that good stuff. 
but he's oh. shot through an entire season of I think the Oval or something. One of his show or or was it Sisters? Whatever his shows are. And, and that was awful. The Oval. Three weeks. I can watch Sisters. Okay. When I able. Yeah, qual- he's definitely quantity over quality. I mean, get your checks. I ain't hating on the brother, but my goodness. If you're going to do a whole season in three weeks, I'm just looking at you sideways. You're going to do this whole film in five days. Right. It looked like it. I mean, you can catch some of the extras in the background, like looking right at the camera or seeing something totally funky. And, he, and it's left in. It's, it's, I mean, get multiple takes. Get some coverage, Tyler. What are you doing? <laughs> Anyways. All right. So Fall from Grace. We'll allow it. It's not good. It's, it's not a great film, though. But I, it is definitely an Atlanta film. So we're moving on. <laughs> you didn't say they had to be good. <laughs> true. Very true, pretty dog. Very true. All right, so I I'm like thinking this diverse. <laughs> well, this one, my next one's gonna be diverse. This one's Drumline. Taking that uh, off the list. Definitely yeah, played yeah. into our black college sensibilities. Uh, Nick can't. I mean, and I remember where I was when I saw this. This is back when I was screening films, uh, writing movie reviews in LA. We saw we went to like this premiere. I think it was me. And my boy Greg, who uh, who did a semester down at Morehouse on exchange from McAllister College, I had very low expectations going in. I didn't know what to expect at all, uh, except it was about you know black college bands, something which we both know. And so I'm like, all right, this, this could be fun. But I loved this. This movie was outstanding. What did you think of Drumline when you first saw it? I thought it was good too. It was great. Yeah, they filmed this at the now defunct Morris Brown College, RIP Morris Brown. Uh, or are they, are they back around? I think they tried to revive it recently, didn't they? Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we never really paid. I mean, they were part of the the Sixth College at the University Center, but we never really paid attention to Morris Brown. So. Right. <laughs> I remember my boy from high school had come down to Morris College and then Morris Brown. And then he left and went to North Carolina A&T. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, they're, I think they had like a scandal with like um, the administration was like stealing funds or misappropriating funds. I mean, oh, it, wow. it was a hot mess, yeah. But they had a really nice stadium, which was built as part of like the Olympic Committee. So they filmed a lot of this over at Morris Brown and their fairly new facilities. Orlando Jones, <laughs> the band director, tested wills between the hot young upstart from New York, uh, played by Nick Cannon. And it was just great, great music, great uh, performances. Fly the Bumblebee, fly the Bumblebee. <laughs> uh, Leonard Roberts, uh, I was gonna say a fellow, but I did not graduate from uh, the DePaul Theater School, but he is a DePaul Theater School alumnus. I went there for a year after, uh, after Morehouse. Did not work out, story for another time. Anyways, he's great in this as well. <laughs> Working black actor, get that, keep getting them checks, and yeah, and, and all the 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 dance porn sequences were legit. The best part of of our football games were halftime, where we would have the the, the drumline come out, do their thing, next yeah. to the hot Spelmanites, the mahogany in motion. Had me a yeah. crush on one of them for a year and a half, you know. And, <laughs> I mean, look at it. It was, it was great. It's just a great time in the movies and a great slice of life if you're not uh, aware of the Black College experience. Yes. That's my number yeah. two. What, what's your number three? Um, Chris Brown, Welcome to My Life. <laughs> Welcome to My Life. I don't think I've seen that one. I've never seen it either. What, what, what year was it? 
Oh, here it is, 2017. Oh, this is a, oh, this is a documentary. Okay. And it's he's not just from LA, but this is in Atlanta. He lives in Atlanta. I thought he lives in LA. But you have Chris Brown welcome to my life, though. This is supposed to be an Atlanta film, right? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, so. <laughs> All right, so should we make this a top three? Do you have do you have a third? Right. We'll do top three and 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 be out. How about that? <laughs> do you have um, another Atlanta-based film? Another one? Uh, ATL is my other one. Wow, I can't okay. think of any more. ATL in Atlanta, Atlanta the series, but you said it doesn't count. Well, did you see that movie Flight? With Denzel Washington. Yes. Very Atlanta film. Okay. He's that <laughs> he's Atlanta based <laughs> he's Atlanta based pilot who makes you know, saves a bunch of lives, even though he was drunk, makes a plane go upside down, you know, <laughs> you know, li- uh, li- lives uh, in, you know, pretty pretty low rent. Uh, it looked like I mean, borderline projects, whatever. It's really really low rent low lifestyle. Oh no no! The white girl lives in the projects. That's right. The white girl gets involved with um, uh, Kelly. Uh, oh, what's her name? She was good too. Not Preston, R.I.P. But the other one with red hair, Kelly. Uh, yeah, Kelly Riley. Kelly. Yeah. Anyway, she's she's good in that as well. Uh, then and, and then yeah Ke- yeah Kelly Riley. I knew I got her name right. She was good. Pretty you know pretty you know kind of trashy hot net as well. And an all-time Denzel performance. He was nominated for an Oscar for it. And yeah, Atlanta-based, um, an Atlanta-based uh, pilot. I saw a couple of locations I recognized. So yeah, flight. Look at him getting all tipsy for you, you know, flying. Uh, <laughs> temptation, right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, so I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up the third one with you know what? Not a great movie, keeping in, in the theme of this podcast, apparently. <laughs> but Superfly, the remake. Did you ever oh did you see Superfly? Um, no, I did not see it. <laughs> wow, with that. I think you permed his hair out. I, I hope that's not a wig. Uh, but yeah, Trevor Jackson of uh of blackish and uh and grownish fame. This was kind of a starring vehicle form. And this was a hot mess. This was directed by a music video director. This looked like it was one of those kind of, all right, everybody's got a little bit of money. Let's throw in, let's throw in right. no creative controls whatsoever. And yeah, Little X, I think it was Little X, thing, or Director X, whatever he's calling himself these days. Uh, oh, director okay. X directed this. And it's basically like, I mean, it's, a, it's as if a modern day belly had bit of a plot with a dash of cryptocurrency. That's, oh, wow. that's the entire plot of Superfly. I will say nothing like, um, what was it, New Jack City? Uh, no, because Superfly is more of like a, uh, of a, a loner type. Like, I think oh. he's got like, like a best, he might have a best friend, but he does everything kind of on his own. And he's got a girl he's devoted to, but you know, he, it's mostly like a star vehicle for Trevor Jackson, which just truly did not pan out. I was very excited to see it. I, I saw it in theaters. Theater was damn near empty, not making much money at all. <laughs> and it just kind of came and went during the summer of 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. sad. 
Very stylish, though. I mean, you know, he had a hot car. I mean, it looked it looked nice. I mean, you know, once again, music video directors know how to paint a pretty picture, but everything else was just was just crazy. I can't believe twenty eighteen. Wow. Oh, I know. It feels honestly, I thought it was early. It felt like five lifetimes ago. Like seriously, we're oh, aging a dog year now. I thought it was just last year. <laughs> I mean, if, if you want to, it, it's one of those where, you know, I, you know I, I can't even recommend it, even for the cultural lexicon. I can't even, no one remembers this movie. It's fine. It's skeptical. <laughs> it was, but visually, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> What's that? I have to see it now, just because you said it's so bad. There you go. Yeah, keep up our, <laughs> our running theme. If I hate it, you might like it. <laughs> <laughs> And then I thought there'd be like this huge thing on on Bitcoin or cryptocurrency in there because it was in the it was in uh, the trailer. It's like in there for like three seconds. Like, uh, all right, whatever. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Superfly. All right. So that will round out our top three Atlanta-based movies. <laughs> <laughs> and let me stop the share. There we go. And since I do not know how to do a segue air horn on that so all right so we're going to take a break for those listening to the podcast we will bring you up to speed on those who are new to the game or the program on how draft stream and cinema draft is played and all about the game and the company for those watching at home we will be it'll be a brief break we'll be right back after this movie theaters are on hiatus but we here at Cinema Draft are not. DraftStream is the streaming content version of the Cinema Draft game you know and love. Just like with Cinema Draft, you have a $100,000 salary cap for a 10-actor call sheet. No more, no less. But in this one, you have to have at least one of three types of actors for your 10-actor call sheet. Headliner, co-star, and day player. Scoring is based on a weighted average of Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic scores plus audience and user scores. Headliners get a 40% bonus while co-stars receive a 20% bonus over day player points. There's a weekly minimum $50 prize pool shared by the top two non-Cinema Draft employee call sheets. Or you can go low. Cinema Draft offers a minimum $10 lowball bonus to the lowest scoring call sheet of the week. To qualify, your call sheet must spend at least $75,000 of your budget, use at least one actor from three separate titles in the talent pool, and, of course, roster at least one headliner, co-star, and day player to your 10-actor call sheet. The game runs from Thursday evening to Monday afternoon with daily updates on Saturday and Sunday before final scoring after Monday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Currently, we are alpha testing DraftStream in a rudimentary spreadsheet-based format while we work on adapting it for digital play. Tweaks happen almost weekly due to player feedback. We really need the data, so please help us out and play the game. A link to the most current talent pool is included in the podcast description. Please review the rules tab and submit your call sheet by Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thanks again for your help 
and good luck. And we're back. All right. So last week's quarantine movie of the week that we had out on Wednesday was Notting Hill. And let me share my screen. So, yep. Oh, share my screen so you can see. There we go. Is that an updated movie? I'm sorry? Is that an updated movie? Because I was thinking Notting Hill with um, uh, Julia Roberts. Yeah, no, the very same. We, we covered oh. newbies and oldies, you know, oh. the same. So have, have you, are you familiar with Notting Hill? Have you seen it? Um, I don't believe so. <laughs> oh, oh, no. oh, you are in for a treat. It is timeless. I actually watched it a couple weekends ago. She's just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. It, it's, oh. it's great. It, it's, it's an all-time Julie Roberts performance. Uh, you know, Hugh Grant's pretty good in it, too. And it's actually really, you know, he's the main character. Uh, he, plays like this, uh, he plays a London shopkeep uh, whose life's turned upside down and she kind of stumbles into his, into his shop and, you know, kind of falls for him. And, and basically what happens if, say, you were to date, I don't know, I was going to say Kanye West. We know he's crazy, but someone that famous, basically, right? Yeah, you never date Kanye West. You're far too sane, and he's married. But you know what I'm saying. He's, you know, uh, basically, you're a date, like, super-duper star, and what would happen. And so she's basically playing, like, a bad version of herself. But uh, she does it great. She's totally winning. The smiles. Very Julia Roberts-esque performance. Another uh, uh, native of Atlanta. You know, sub she's from Smyrna. Suburban yeah. Atlanta. Um, so that was the that was the the uh, movie for last week. This week, it's going to be Searching, which okay. is a, a great low key kind of uh, tech based thriller. Basically, it stars John Cho as as a father trying to find his missing teenage daughter, uh, and and he explores her her laptop to find clues on how to find her. And basically, it's all kind of taken or filmed through uh, through devices, through laptop cam, uh, you know, mobile cams. They use all the technology, kind of giving you like, yeah, most of the, the, the film takes place with her, with him looking through her FaceTime. Oh, okay. And, and oh, yeah. Have, have you, you said you've seen this? I've seen that, yeah. Oh, yeah, what'd you think? Um, I don't remember where I was, but <laughs> um, it was kind of interesting. Yeah, Mer Deborah Messing, uh, dark hair yeah. in this one, you know, uh, playing possibly a crooked cop. Not sure. Uh, yeah, so this was, this was very good. I, I really enjoyed it. I saw in theaters. Give John Cho more things. Give him more leading roles. He's excellent. He's awesome. Um, I think there's a, a movement on Twitter, give John Cho uh, a, a rom-com, because <laughs> we okay. very rarely see Asian-American lead actors in rom-coms, so, I mean, yeah, he, he was excellent. You did see them in, um, what was the... Ugh. Always Be My Maybe? Yes. That was the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was another one, too, I saw on the plane. Two whole ones, huh? progress <laughs> no <laughs> no but no yes we but we need more we need more and i just want to see more of john cho i mean dude is like i mean i think he's older than us and he's just in, in great shape looks good you know asian you know asians never aging you know yeah it's like three years older than me you know so yeah he's doing his thing 
I love John Cho. Needs more work. He's good in everything I see him in. Okay. I and think I was um, under the influence when I saw this movie. <laughs> of what, Meg? <laughs> Meg? <laughs> the sticky or the dranky? <laughs> ah, okay. Get it how you live, pretty doc. All right. So moving on to our draft stream update. So we are still waiting for you to, to grace us with your presence again. We are getting closer to a web app of the game where you can just, you know, click buttons, but we'd love to see you test out the alpha version, alpha test version of the game. Last week we saw the all-time Cinema Draft money winner, Gamble24X7, the homie G24, win once again, relying on a call sheet that consisted of an optimal stack of the circus, the political show uh, that kind of tracks the campaign trail this, this fall going into the election. It's going to be a shit show. But they're back for season five. He had an optimal stack of that, had two headliners, a co-star and a day player, and then headlinered out the rest of his call sheet. Five bedrooms, headliner stack Infinity Train, and a headliner stack of Sputnik. Also, he took... Oh, also, he got uh, our second to, to G24 was Ring Balls. Ring Balls, a podcast favorite around here. He had an optimal stack of Ted Lasso. That's another Apple TV Plus show. I checked out the first episode. I'm, I'm meaning to go back. I think I'll watch a couple more tonight. I think they dropped the first three, I think, on Apple TV Plus. Jason Sudeikis as kind of a Southern Fried uh, American football uh, coach who gets hired on as a prank to sabotage the fortunes of an English football, AKA soccer coach, and a bit of a culture clash of that whole, you know, two worlds colliding type of thing right that. You know, plays an ultimate optimist, being set up by the wife of uh, a divorcee who ends up getting the team in the divorce and she basically wants to tank the team. Kind of a major league style. You ever see a major uh, league? Yes, I saw that. Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah, Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah, similar type of premise to that. So I don't know. Does Ted Lasso seem like something you might be interested in checking out? Not really. Not really. <laughs> All right, there you have it. Well, Ted Lasso performed well. 109 points. A tremendous value for only 8,100 in salary. So that was one of the shows to watch last week. And then and Ring Balls also picked the low ball. And the low ball, if you're not familiar, uh, pretty dog. We're going to have uh, when we return with the web app, we're going to have two ways you can win. You can, you can try to get the highest, you know, total in points where the most mm -hmm. money is, or you can go low and try to get the lowest scoring call sheet. But you must have at least 75000 spent in your budget. You must have at least, uh, similar rules apply, at least one headliner, one co-star, one day player on your, on your call sheets. And you must have at least one actor from three different titles. So... Ring ball satisfied all those requirements. Spent seventy-seven thousand. Has three titles listed here, and and uh, has his requisite headliner, co-star, and day player. Stocked up on endless, which really did get some truly bad uh, ratings. It was wild because it seemed like the critics hated it, but audiences uh, were okay with it. Eighty-eight percent on Google user, and then four point two on uh, IMDb user score, which is actually kind of bad. So anyways, it was before, it was below the default score, 
So, so he had a, a he's been helping to that. Pretty close to the low ball perfect score. The low ball perfect score would have had six pack of endless project power. <laughs> <laughs> only did 71 points right there. And then Valley of the Gods and the one and only Island, which actually got its release pushed another week. So that hampered its scores. Well, let's go to this week. This week, we've got 20 new titles in store for you. It's a pretty interesting stuff. Have you heard of a, sh of a movie coming out called The 24th? No. And neither did I, which is why I love this game. It's all about movie discovery and title discovery. This is actually a historical fiction about the all-black 24th United States Infantry Regiment and the Houston Riot of 1917. Did you even know there was a riot in Houston? Nope. Neither did I. So <laughs> I am all over this movie. I love historical fiction. Well, okay, let's get him off the screen. He's scary. Uh, <laughs> but it's got, it's got a pretty talented cast. Trey Byers, old boy from Empire. I actually have a full... I didn't even know it was him. I thought it was a white man. <laughs> no, this, no, this is, this is uh, Trey Byers uh, of uh, Empire fame. I actually really want to see this. It's got an interesting cast. It's written and directed by Kevin Wilmot. He wrote The Five Bloods most recently. He wrote Black Klansman. He's a frequent oh. Spike Lee collaborator, but okay. excellent writer. So I'm, I'm very intrigued. The Prophet, what was this one? White. Okay, that's, I did not see this one. Anyways, Kevin Wilmot. So I'm, in, I'm intrigued. It's me on video on demand. Uh, I think this could be a sleeper. The 24th. Ajanami King from uh, from How to Get Away with Murder. Love her. Okay. So that's one to take, to take a look at. Uh, Hoops, an animated comedy uh, starring Jake Johnson. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's basically like the South Park of basketball comedies. Right. I guess. <laughs> uh, wrong one. What are we looking for? Also... <clears throat> But the one that got priced up the most in the talent pool, I do believe, was Lucifer, season five. Have you seen Lucifer? I saw Lucifer like around the first season. Yeah, and it was decent. Like, I, I think I watched the first two seasons myself. I kind of fell off, I think, on the third season. And then Netflix rescued it for its fourth and fifth season. Oh I, I think these are the last, the last two seasons, actually. And being free to curse and stuff, I think actually would make it more interesting. I might actually sample it one of these days or, or go back to it. But oh, they're, for, they're free to curse? <laughs> hey, it's Netflix, baby, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like Tom Ellis in this role. He was really good in it. Uh, Lucifer, of course, is a British accent because the, the, the British Empire is evil. But uh, no, he's, uh, he's, he's kind of got this will they or won't they thing with... The, with uh, his cop partner, Lauren Germain, kind of got some chemistry there. And yeah, a lot of imagery, a lot of clever, you know, plays on, on the, the legend of, yep. of the devil throughout history. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I liked it. But season five, though, we are rating season five <clears throat> only. So that'll be coming out too. And that, and because Lucifer already Lucifer already has, you know, look at the sample size. 202,000 people have already rated Lucifer 8.2. We already kind of know what it is, so that's also part of the reason why 
its salary is so high. Dead Pixels also is an Australian comedy, which the CW is renting out for the summer because nothing's on. Production's been halted. I honestly <laughs> wonder what the networks are going to do come like late September. I mean, you can have like baseball on Fox maybe, but like what's ABC going to do? What's, I mean, unless you're filming in Vancouver, which I just read uh, The Good Doctor and a bunch of other Vancouver-based productions are restarting up again. It's going to be a lot of filler. I don't know what the network's going to do. No, I don't know. I don't know either. They're going to be looking across the pond over to Australia as well, just trying to rent out, you know, fresh stuff. Places where people actually took science seriously, locked down, and are returning to a semblance of normal life. Must be nice. <laughs> okay, so those are the ones I'm looking out for this week. And maybe Superman, Man of Tomorrow. It's an animated movie, but the vocal cast is pretty litty. Check out, uh, and actually let me uh, undo this. There we go. Superman, it's got... Darren Chris as probably a Superman, Clark Kent in the titular role. It's the titular role. Mm -hmm. uh, Alexandra Daddario as Lois Lane, and then some other people you have seen or know of: Zachary Quinto, Bellamy Young from Scandal, etc., yeah. etc. So yeah, so those are the ones I'm looking out for this week. Will your schedule permit you to play this week, Pretty Doc? No. <laughs> oh. Days a week, I spend like I devote eleven hours to this job. Eleven hours each day. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, because oh. I have two-hour um, commute. Oh, that okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, well, no one told you to live out there in the suburbs. I mean, all bougie and whatnot. Well, whatever. I'm supposed to be moving soon. <laughs> oh, okay. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, well, we know you're busy saving lives, so we'll wrap it up now. We appreciate you uh, stopping by. Oh, and if you are so inclined uh, and, and playing this week, just a reminder to everyone who's watching at home, call sheets are due 6 p.m. Pacific time Thursday. Uh, and we have a link in the, in the podcast episode description, so feel free to click that and check out our talent pool and play. It's free. $50 talent pool, $35 to first, $15 to second for the top two non-cinemadraft-affiliated call sheets and with the $10 lowball bonus for those of you who satisfy the lowball bonus requirements. Come free to get this money. Some of y'all out of work, so come on, play with us. So yeah, so we thank you for your service, Pretty Doc. We appreciate it. And before we let you go, want to uh, and bring this in for landing, is there anything you want to plug? Go ahead and plug your ish, Anidra, Dr. Anidra Lyson. Sure. Um, I'm still selling be, um, bedroom candy products, so. Oh, do tell. Where do we find <laughs> those? <laughs> On www.bkparties um, backslash 8706. Oh, maybe it's .com, 8706. Yeah. Oh, oh, hello. <laughs> hello. Yes, what do we have here? Shop so, online, discreet and secure. Party with me. Yes, give us give us the, the elevator pitch of what bedroom candy is. 
Um, so she sells all kind of products. Um, she's now into makeup. Um, so that's the newest uh, arrival. Um, lipsticks and foundations, things of that nature. Um, and then we have stuff for him and her. Um, for for him. Yeah. <laughs> we have the book. Oh, whoa, whoa, okay, yes. <laughs> We're definitely getting our explicit rating today. We have I like beard oil, um, face scrub, you see, stamina spray. <laughs> <laughs> when you want to make the moment last longer. <laughs> I'm sure all this is FDA, like, uh, regulate, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> beard oil, okay, all right. Yeah, beard oil. And rise, wow, okay, so yes. So A little helping hand. Helping hand, toys for her, all this good stuff. Yeah, so, so check it out. If you're looking to step your game up, in your in your quarantine, if you're looking for a little self care during yeah. these trying times, go to Bedroom Candy, bkparties.com backslash eighty six oh seven eighty seven oh six eighty seven oh six. My bad. Right. <laughs> well, thank you for 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 coming on the pod despite your busy schedule, and you know, some hand. <laughs> Everybody for watching and or listening at home. We will be back. Well, I'll be potting again on Thursday after Game Lock with the strategy analysis for the draft stream game. Thanks everybody for watching and for listening. We'll be back again next week with another awesome guest and another top five this time. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you for your service and being essential, Dr. Nidra Lysith. And we'll You're see you welcome. next time. Okay. Everybody, go quarantine with a movie or something. Where can you find Cinema Draft? We are on Twitter, at Play Cinema Draft. Facebook, Cinema Draft. Instagram, at Play Cinema Draft. Medium, at Cinema Draft. That is our corporate blog. We're even on Pinterest, Cinema Draft. Also subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts from. And finally, please visit us at cinemadraft.co and sign up for an invite to the relaunch. We will always have games where you can sign up, play for free, and win real money. Cinema Draft is a registered mark of Cinema Draft LLC. Both the Cinema Draft game and the CD3D decentralized app token are for entertainment purposes only.